Hi, docs. Welcome to the EntreMD podcast, where it's all about helping amazing physicians just like you embrace entrepreneurship so you can have the freedom to live life and practice medicine on your terms. I'm your host, Dr. Una. Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the EntreMD podcast. Thank you so much for being a listener. On the last episode, I gave a challenge for anyone listening to really just take this, take the link to that episode and share it with 10 doctors in their lives and come back and send me a DM, a PM and say, Hey, Dr. Una, I did this. And I just want to say a big shout out to the doctors who did send me DMs and say, yes, I sent it to the, to 10 doctors. I just want to say you're the real MVP. Thank you for doing that. I cannot tell you the number of times somebody has told me that I was, you know, I was in a really dark place. I did not see any more possibilities for me. And it's the EntreMD podcast that got me out of there. I cannot tell you how many businesses have launched. I cannot tell you how many blogs, YouTube channels, podcasts that have launched, private practices that survived the pandemic because of the podcast. And I could go on and on. And so when you do this, you really have no idea what you're doing. You have no idea what the impact would be. And understand that when you touch these doctors, you're touching their patients, you're t- touching their families, you're touching so many aspects that you can actually have massive impact just by doing that. And so the way I look at things like this is a numbers game. And I would just say, as you listen to episodes and you find that they're a gift to you, just turn around and say, who else can I gift this to, right? A lot of the things I do on the podcast is really me looking at things that have worked in my life, in my business with my clients and turning around and saying, hey guys, this really worked. Like go try it. And so I'm paying it forward in that way. And I want to invite you to make a habit of paying it forward as well. Just take it and say, hey, go listen to this. Okay. Because you can really be shifting something for somebody who didn't realize that this possibility existed. Okay. Today is going to be a really great episode. This is one you're going to want to share with every physician, mom and dad that you know, right? Because this is really good. We're going to be talking about really what I consider the greatest gift you can give your kids, okay? Now, I have four kids. My older two at the time of this recording are 13 and 15, and my younger two are eight and nine, okay? So I have like the big two and the little two. I started off homeschooling them, not because it it was not some grand plan. It's just that they were at home and the lady who was watching them was someone who homeschooled her kids. So she started teaching them really early and they both had late birthdays. And so they started learning a lot of stuff where they could have started kindergarten or first grade or whatever. And they're like, no, they're the wrong age. And they had a late birthday. I'm like, what am I going to do? Shut down their brains for a year. And so I taught them for the year and it just went from there. But anyway, They were homeschooled for a good number of years till the baby was ready to get into second grade. We put them into private school. And I remember after they had been in in private school for about two years, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? My kids are doing really great in school. And I asked myself a question. I said, if they go on this path and they continue to just have A's, and they're doing really well in school and they graduate and they go to college and they graduate. Have I really set them up to thrive as adults? And I thought about the fact that I had done really well in school and then gone to med school and residency and all that only to finish all of that, to realize 
that there's a lot of an education I didn't get. I didn't get a financial education. I didn't get education entrepreneurship. I didn't get education leadership. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with my medical education. I just mean that there are these other things that were needed. And after med school, I have spent years and lots of reading and lots of listening and lots of money in programs, a lot, even a lot more than I spent on my medical education to become this version of myself. And so it made me think like, why do they need to go through all that? Why do they need to be 30 or whatever and start learning all these things when I have the advantage of foresight? I know they're going to need these things, right? And so I had learned a concept because I watch basketball and I remember looking at the likes of Stephen Curry. Now, Stephen Curry is one of the, one of the greats and he, he grew up on the courts. His dad was a basketball player. And so he grew up watching basketball and being on the courts and shooting for fun and doing all of those things. And I thought about it, I was like, wow, what a setup, right? Like, just by being a child and being in the environment where his father was doing what he did, it set him up to be this player. Now, I'm not saying he didn't do the work. Of course he did the work, but that exposure at such a young age. So I started thinking, I was like, huh, well, go figure. What if I did the same thing with my kids? So I call that concept growing up on the court, right? That's what Stephen Curry did. He grew up on the court. And because he grew up on the court, he had this advantage, right? And I'm like, but I have my own court. My court is the court of entrepreneurship. What if I let my kids grow up on the court, right? And it really taught me this concept of, yes, by all means, your kids should get a great education and my kids are getting a great education, but they can get that and grow up on the court. So now that's entrepreneurship for me. That may be entrepreneurship for you. That may be leadership for you. That may be investing for you. Whatever your court is, the greatest gift you can give your kid is the gift of growing up on your court. You might say, but what if they don't want to do that? Well, at least they have the skill, they have the experience. A lot of these things are transferable. Like for instance, Stephen Curry may have decided I don't want to do basketball, but he's seen the power of a solid work ethic. He's seen the power of working with a team. He's seen the power of working with a coach. He's like, And those things are all things he can take wherever he's going. The bottom line is other than our education, there's so many things we have as parents that we can give our kids. So I call this the real wealth. There is the wealth you can give them that's properties or money or cars or whatever, but they didn't create that so they can lose that, right? That's external to them. The real wealth is you transferring to them what created the external wealth, right? What created the properties and the money and the cars and all of that stuff. When you give them that, then even if you didn't give them anything external, they can go on and recreate everything you created. That's the real wealth because it's what makes them quote unquote creators, okay? Okay, so back to my kids and my decision, the question I was asking myself. And I was like, there is no need for them to turn 30 or 35 or whatever and start learning these things over when I have them right here with me and I can teach it to them, right? Now for me, what that looked like for me was pulling the older two out of school. They were, they're both a year ahead of based on their ages and stuff. So I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to do it. It's going to be a great experiment. If mommy made a mistake, then no harm, no foul. You just be in the class you're supposed to be in anyway. But so I pulled them out of school and I put them in an online school. Okay. So they're in a regular K to through 12 online academy. Okay. So I put them in that because I was not going to teach them math and all of those kinds of things. Okay. So what I did do was I then started taking inventory of what I am great at, what skills I display on my court. And I made, I started creating experiences where they can be on the course and they can learn those things. So they can have all the A's in school, but they can also learn these things. Okay. So I want to give you a few examples. So you'll see how this plays out. So for instance, I was terrified of speaking. Okay. Terrified of speaking. Introvert, introvert, super shy, socially awkward, all of those things. And I decided that's one per household. Okay. I've done that. Nobody, you pick another thing to have a problem with. It's not going to be speaking. And so I started giving them opportunities to speak on stage, whether that's doing my introduction or that's at church and in, in the youth section, all of those kind of things. So I giving them opportunities to speak. So I showing them the framework for speaking. So I showing them how to take their stories and make them into, into talks and all of those kind of things. Now they're 13 and 15, right? Some of it they grasp, some of it they don't. But I'm like, if you can watch a two and a half hour Avengers movie, you're going to learn how to speak. Okay. It means you, some part of your brain can take this. Okay. So speaking is one of them. Strategic thinking. So for me, somebody may really love doing puzzles, right? Like you may have crossword puzzles. You like doing those and all of those. When I see businesses, that's the way I feel. It's like a puzzle. And so I have this strategic mind. I could say, oh, if we move this over here and move that over here, we can ask add another $300,000 to the bottom line. And if we move this lever and this lever, this problem that's here will go away. Like that's the way my mind works. And so how do I transfer that? When I'm solving those problems, a lot of times I have my dry erase board, I'm doing my thing, I grab them with me. I'm like, okay, so what would you do here? What would I do here? And sometimes I'm not even teaching them. I'm really talking out loud and thinking to myself and they're just watching me do my thing. But what am I doing? I'm letting them live on the court. I live out the value. I have a value. You may have heard me say this many times on the podcast that I'm not willing to build a business at the expense of my family. And so when it comes to value, it's God first and family and then whatever else, right? So definitely before business is God and family and I'm teaching them those values so they don't feel like, well, I can have all these things but I have to sacrifice my family or I have to sacrifice my faith or anything like that. I'm demonstrating that so they can see it. They can see it in action, right? I read a lot and reading, I mean, like as an entrepreneur, reading has changed my life. Oh my goodness. Right. And not just reading, but reading, thinking of how it applies to me and then doing something about it. Right. And so in the Entrepreneur Business School, we read 10X is Easier Than 2X, phenomenal book by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Phenomenal. I have a whole list of books, like my, my top 21 recommended books for entrepreneurs. You can get it at entremd.com forward slash books, plural. And so we read, we started reading a chapter at a time and then we'll discuss it or like, how do you change it? Now they're doing the 13 and 15 year old version, but what I'm transferring to them is the ability to read a book, not just say, oh, that was inspiring, but read a book. So you read it, you're like, to understand it, this is what it means. And then, now I know this is what it means, how does this apply to my life? Wow, if this is the way it applies to my life, what do I need to do differently, right? Just to have a mind that processes books that way, I mean, it changes everything, right? 
So I think about selling. Again, that's something I ran away from, something that I thought was an ugly, disgusting thing. But, you know, they will have their little cake business, lemonade business, all of those kind of things. And they would sell. Like my seven and eight-year-olds, they're selling, comfortable with the no. And my younger two, the not seven, eight, eight, and nine, and the younger two, they're funny because they also use their childhood against people. Like, oh my goodness, right? So they don't believe people would tell them no. And if you tell them no, they figured out the upsell, the downsell. Like if you're not buying, would you buy next week? Like it's so fun to watch. <laughs> so fun to watch. Networking. Again, socially awkward, introverted, introvert. I struggled with that. I had to learn to do that. I had to practice for years to, to get comfortable with it. And I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. Right. And so we create opportunities for them to practice networking. If I'm doing events, a lot of times, if I'm going to events, a lot of times I'll take them and they interact with adults and they do all of those things. Investing, if we're going to close on properties and things like that, we will take them to the closing, but my husband will take them to go analyze the properties. We have a little bit of division of labor going there. <laughs> and leadership. And I have them at church leading small groups of their peers and things like that so they can practice it. They can practice conflict resolution. They can practice how to develop influence with people, understand that positional leadership is the lowest form of leadership. So I'm just throwing out examples for you to see, like, that's my inventory. And you might be saying, oh, Dr. Una, you're so amazing. But the truth of the matter is we all have areas where we're amazing. We all have our courts, the place where we thrive. Whatever that is for you, if you can gift that to your kids, I mean, that is amazing. Amazing. So as entrepreneurs, what are you good at? What did you have to overcome? What was a challenge for you, right? That you're now good at, right? What have you always been good at? You can start introducing those things to your kids, even though they're young. They're so much smarter than you think. They're so much more eager to learn than you think, right? And this is really something that is a huge game changer. So I would invite you to consider not just giving them a traditional education. Again, I'm not here to knock a traditional education. My kids are in school. I went to school, so I'm not trying to knock that. But wow, if you can give them what has made you you, if you, have get, if you can give them the things that you're great at, if you can give them the things that produce the things you want to leave to them, now that's a real inheritance, right? Real inheritance. And think about it. You spent... Like on my stage, man, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in coaching, right? And I can gift it to them. You know what I mean? By just transferring the things I learned and all of those things. It's amazing. Okay. Now, the thing that prompted this episode really is I saw a reel and it was Grant Cardone with his daughter, Sabrina. I don't even know how old she is. She might be 12 or 10, one of those ages. And he had her in her calls in his call center. So he has an event that's coming up and he has her cold calling to sell people on the event, to offer them tickets and stuff like that. Now, you may say that's terrible. She should be playing with her friends. She should be enjoying her summer. Isn't that child labor? All of that. I want to, I can't, I don't know. Plus minus that that's not the point here. The point is the principle I'm trying to show you. Okay. So just roll with me. Okay. Don't, I don't want to lose you. So, so he had her call. And so for this reel, this was when she had made her 18th call. Okay. 18th call. And the guy's like, oh yeah, thank you for the, what I, if, thank you for letting me know about it. He's like, 
great. What's your email address? And the guy tells her his email address is like, okay, I'm going to have it, the link sent out to you right now and all of that stuff. And so I yells from the background, Sabrina just made her first sale. Okay. She's a kid. She just made her first sale. And then he, he stops. He's like, okay, so you made your first sale and the ticket was $4,000. So you made your first sale, $4,000. So he starts teaching her. He says, okay, if I was paying you a commission of 10%, that means it'll be $400 you just made. And he's like, but I'm not. <laughs> I thought it was funny that he put that in, but I'm not. And he's like, so that's what you've made. So it's like, how much, how many, how many sales did you, how many calls gave you a sale? She said one. He said, no, all 18. And so he divides it. So the $4,000 divided by 18, I think it came to $22. He said, every call made you money. Every call made you money. It made you $22 per call. The guy that hung up on you, the guy that said, no, thank you. The one you left a message for, like they, it's $22 per sale. So I want you to think in that moment, he's showing her how to create money. He's showing her how to handle rejection. He's showing her that selling is something that you do to have a profitable business. He showed her, this is how you can get, you can work and get commissions, like all of these things. And I just looked at it. I was like, how magical that there are things, you know, your kids are going to need based on your experiences. We don't have to wait till they're 30. We can empower them now right? You'll pick the way this works for you. I just gave you an example how it's worked for me. I gave you an example with Grant Cardone, just so you can think about it. I want to give my kids the leg up. I want to set them up for success. I want them to grow up on the court. What is your court? Take them there. Let them grow up on the court. Okay. So don't just give them a traditional education. Give them a life education too. Give them real wealth give them a true inheritance and let our kids, let what we've done look like a joke compared to them. It doesn't mean they'll be us. It doesn't mean they'll follow in our way, whatever their way is, right? There are principles that are universal and we can set them up that way. Now in the Entrepreneur Business School, right? I don't think we've ever had a call where a kid hasn't come on. We call them EBS Junior. Okay, I don't think we've ever had a call. And it's so fun to watch the kids watch their parents and start saying some of the EBS language and talking about businesses and talking about, well, Dr. Una wouldn't tell you to do that. I mean, it's like I think about it and I get chills because I'm like, what is that going to turn out to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Right. So I'm not they're watching their parents examples. I can't tell you how many spouses have watched their spouse in EBS and have gone on to do their own businesses. Right. Like it matters. Right. And let's take our kids and put them on the court. I look forward to I don't know. Think about it. Right. It could be 10 years from now. It could be 15 years from now. But what if our kids are looking back at us and they're like, mommy, daddy, thank you so much. So, so, so much. because. I see what my peers are going through and I realize what you were doing all those years. I realize how you set me up to succeed. I realize how you prevented me from making certain mistakes that have been critical. I realize that you gave me skills that I, I developed skills as a tween, as a teenager, that there are adults who are having real problems in their lives now because they don't understand that. And now it's a second nature for me. Thank you for doing that. I would love for that to be your story. 
for you, for your kids, for your grandkids to leave a true legacy that nobody can really take away. People can take away money and houses and cars, but you can't take away portable wealth because it's in there. There's nothing you can do, right? So take the time, take the inventory, get your kids, let your kids grow up on the court. And I'm looking forward to celebrating you years from now when we're all older and we're just looking at what the next generation is doing. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this and please share this with every physician you know who is a parent. And I think I want to leave you with this last thing. Don't believe the lie that you don't have a lot to offer. You have so much to offer. What you do may not look like what I do. It may not look like what your neighbor does. It doesn't, may not look like what your physician entrepreneur colleagues do, but you have your own court. Own it, dominate it, share it, transfer it to your kids. Okay, you got this. Please don't believe that lie. You have what they need. And as more, you'll give more. Okay, that's what we're all doing. Right. So go share this episode, share it on social media. Say, oh my goodness, if you're a parent, you have to listen to this. Tag me on it, hashtag EntreMD, or you can tag me at DR, so Dr. Una Chuku. And I would love to shout you out, reshare, do all the things, support you. Okay. All right. I will see you on the next episode of the EntreMD podcast. Hey, if you love listening to the EntreMD podcast, I want to invite you to join EntreMD on demand. It is my signature subscription program that gives you access to a library of business courses designed to help you do one thing as a physician entrepreneur, and that is to thrive. Just head out to entreemd.com forward slash on demand, and I'd love to have you join us. See you on the inside.